standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. I invite your attention, if you would, turn with me to the book of Ephesians. I want to speak to you for a few moments on the subject of Christian conduct. We talk about Christian conduct, we're talking about how Christians are to treat each other. This is the second message. I preached on this last week. And so I'm picking up where I left off last, uh, last Sunday. Um, in last Sunday's message, I have those notes right here. We talked about being hospitable one to another showing hospitality one to another that's important that we do that as brothers and sisters in Christ and that we have compassion one toward another we looked at that last week and then we talked about being like minded toward one another rather than fussing and quarreling and so on, be like-minded one toward another, and then submitting, submitting one to another. Like uh, the younger submit themselves unto the elder, and then receive one another. And then my next point was ad, uh, admonish and exhort one another and then we considered to serve one another and bear one another's burdens that was our last point last week now then what we want to do today is pick up with the next part and that is to bear with one another bear with one another in Ephesians chapter 4 <clears throat> and I want to read to you verses 1 through 3 Ephesians chapter 4 verses 1 through 3 therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called with all loneliness and meekness with long suffering forbearing 
one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. He says, therefore, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. That calling by the grace of God. A calling when you were saved. It's not an outward calling. It was an inward calling. It was a calling of special grace that God gave to you. It was by the Spirit of God. When you were called, that is, when you were called to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you were called out of darkness into light. You were called out of bondage and into the liberty of God. You were called out of the world of sin and into the fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ and His people. When you were called, that is when you came to trust the Lord Jesus Christ your Savior, you were called by the grace of Christ here and to His kingdom and glory. So walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Ephesians 4 verse number 1. This call that you received when you were saved is a powerful call. It's an effectuous call. It was effectuous in that it brought you to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Think back, child of God, to when you made profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Think about some of the circumstance that led up to your conversion. Think back upon the time when you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. It's not something that you just decided, hmm, I think I'm going to get saved today. No. Your salvation is something that God did for you. God did for you. So it's a powerful call. It's an effectuous call. It's an irresistible call. And is one <clears throat> made once. And is an unchangeable call. You can't reverse it. You're saved by the grace of you can't got you cannot unsave yourself. Right. The Lord has saved you. It's without repentance. It's a holy and a high and a heavenly calling. 
Let me tell you something. You thank God you've been called by the grace of God. Thank God you've been called by the grace of God. Many are the people who would God that God had called them. Many are people which they could they would like to be saved, but they're not saved. They can't save themselves. I would say this to anybody that's not saved, do you want to be saved? Just keep going to church where you feel like the gospel is being preached. And just pray that the Spirit of God one day bring you to a place of repentance and faith in Christ. It's not something that a human being can work up within themselves. If you could do it yourself, you wouldn't need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one must, must it's the Spirit of God that must bring you to repentance. And it's the Spirit of God that must give to you faith to believe on the Lord Jesus. You cannot drum up enough faith to believe on the Lord Jesus on your own. God must give you the faith to believe. If I were not a saved person, I believe I'd be praying, Lord God, give me the faith to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Bring me, oh God, bring me to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we find that this is a powerful call to salvation. It's an effective call. It's an irresistible call. It's an unchangeable call. And it's without repentance. It's a high, holy, and heavenly calling. Now to work wor- walk worthy of this call, walk as children of light. You say you're saved, then act like it. Walk like it. Talk like it. Walk by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Walk in the ways of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 2 reads, With all holiness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. With long suffering, bearing much and long with the infirmities of others. Oh, may God help us be patient with others. The older I get, the more I appreciate people being patient with me. I don't move as fast as I used to right here in this room. I was thinking about it the other day. Right here in this very room in which we're in right now, there was a time when I was in here and I was as black-headed as some of you. But boy, time has changed a few things for me and I sure slowed down my hair has turned white 
I just don't get around like I used to. I move a lot slower than what I... I appreciate your bearing with my infirmity. May God help us to bear with one another and our infirmities. And also being long-suffering without being provoked or being angry. But you go on. I don't drive a car anymore. I was with, I believe it was with my daughter. Uh, I think Elizabeth was driving the car and there was someone behind us that Honk, 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 honk. That was go on, go on, go on, go on. My daughter, uh, she had enough what it took. To, she took her time. But I thought, my, my, such impatience. Folks, may God help us to learn to be long-suffering with one another. And don't be provoked and angered because someone doesn't move as fast as you think that they ought to. Without seeking revenge or seeking revenge because of some sort of injury someone maybe caused you an inconvenience that they may have caused you. So we need to be patient with one another. Speak kindly with one another. May God help us to walk worthy of this grace, of this calling. <clears throat> or to be agreeable to this calling. Grace to be agreeable with God who calls you by His grace. For bearing one another in love. May God help us. God has given us grace. And so we share that grace then with others. As God has been gracious to you and God's been gracious to me, may we share that with others. There's been many a time I felt like that the Lord, He would have been well just go ahead and kick me right in the britches. He didn't do it. He just patient with me. It seemed like I finally caught on. Oh, may I have the patience to be with others the same way. As God has been patient with me, may I show patience with others the same way. Forbearing one another in love. Overlooking the infirmities of someone else. Somebody else may have a problem you may not really know about. You don't understand the problem that they've got. Forgiving one another. Forgiving injuries that may have been done to you. Just overlook it. Let it go. It's not important. Sympathizing with and assisting 
each other in distresses and circumstances. Oh, may God help us to have a forgiving spirit toward others, sympathizing with other people in their circumstance and assisting in whatever way that we possibly can. All of which should be done in love by the saints of God. May God help us to show love one toward another. Ephesians 4 and verse number 3 Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, this is a spiritual union that we have. <clears throat> this union between God and His people, <clears throat> between Christ and His members, between saints and saints, it's a spiritual union. It's a bond of union of love. <clears throat> I can tell you right now, <clears throat> the bond that holds this group together is a bond of love. Yeah. A bond of love that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. We love the Lord. The Lord loves us and we love one another. <laughs> we must confess, however, <clears throat> we're not all all that lovable. But we have to learn to love each other anyway. And there may be times that you have to pray and ask the Lord to help you to love a certain brother or a certain sister in the Lord that you are dealing with. I know that I certainly have. Here I am, the pastor of the church, and I've got a brother or a sister, and I'll be honest with you, I've prayed at times, oh, Lord, help me to love this brother. Help me to love this sister. We're all just a bunch of human beings. But none of us are perfect. Including the pastor. He's not perfect, not by any means. But endeavoring to keep the... Uh, uh, and to preserve this unity of the Spirit, it supposes, first of all, that this union does already exist. <clears throat> this unity of the Spirit is very valuable for the glory of God and it's worth taking some point to keep the unity of the Spirit. Bear with one another. Be patient one with another. And uh, may I say, Ray Ann, 
be patient with your new husband. He's not perfect. And you're not either. My wife and I, I don't know how long we've been married now. How long have we been married, sweetheart? She don't know either. But we love each other. And we be patient with each other. Ramona is not perfect and I am not perfect. But she loves me and I know she loves me. And I try to show love to her. And um, that's what all of us need to do in bearing with one another. Then I want to notice nextly that we should minister gifts one to another in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse number 10. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As every man hath received the gift, that is, the gift from God. The greatest, God, the greatest gift God bestows on man next to himself is his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And we receive the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of Christ by faith and it's a special grace to be able to receive this gift of grace and get that in salvation when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior God gives special grace by His sovereign will and pleasure he gives His grace liberally. Oh, thank God for the way He gives. And He gives abundantly without the deserts of men. They don't deserve it, but He gives us anyway. So without any condition performed by us at all, God just blesses us. He's blessed us over and over again though we have not deserved it whatsoever. This special grace of faith, and it is, it's a special grace. Special grace of repentance, being able to repent of your sins. Grace of hope. Oh, once you've come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and faith, uh, and uh, uh, and the Lord Jesus Christ, we have hope, we have love, and this is it's a grace of God that we have. All of this, there's nothing a man has in nature and in grace, but what is a gift to him. Yeah. If God has blessed you at all. It's a gift from the Lord that He has given you what you've got. And what you've received, you thank God for it. 
what you understand. You thank God that you're able to understand what you understand. I wish I knew more. You say, if you're the pastor, I may be the pastor, but let me tell you something. I'm as dumb as any of them. I have to study, 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 study. Bible says study to show thyself approved. We've got to work. I would encourage you reading your Bible, reading the Bible, studying the Bible every day, attending all the services that you possibly can, uh, being involved in the things of God as much as you can. Learn, learn all that you can about the things of God. You might have a closer walk with the Lord. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 10, the B part of the verse, it says, Even so minister the same one to another. That is among yourselves. Talk with your family members, church members, whomever you can about the grace of God. What God has done for you Telling the others, make it known privately what God has done for you. Make it known uh, to your friends in private conversation and in public talk. Just let it be made known that what God has done for you. For the use of edifying others to the glory of God's grace to help each other just talking about the things of God and what God has shown you it's good for you to share with others what God has shown to you I'm going to tell you some folks husband and wife sharing with each other what God has shown to you what you think you see when you read the Scriptures. It's good. You read, read, the, you read your Scripture this morning. You get a chance to talk with your husband or your wife. Share with them what you read. What did you see there? You'd be surprised how that the Lord might use you to be a blessing and a help to the one that you love so much. And so, minister one to another. <coughs> comfort one another regarding those who sleep, for instance. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, The Bible reads here in starting with verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that is, those who are dead, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Those who have died in the Lord, when the Lord comes, He's bringing them back with Him. For this we say unto you, in verse 15, by the word of the Lord, 
that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or precede them which are asleep, that is, those who have died in the Lord. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven, in verse 16, with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. When the Lord comes, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then, in verse 17, we which are alive at that time and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Of course, that hasn't happened yet. But I'll tell you right now, folks, we're living in a day when that could happen this very day. Yeah. It could happen this very day. Wherefore, it says in verse 18, comfort one another with these words or with these doctrines as comforting that. The saints, when they die, they do not cease to be. But they are asleep. They are asleep in Jesus. Their souls are with Jesus. Their bodies are asleep in His arms and in His care. Comfort one another with these words. They be with the Lord. They are with the Lord. We've not had a death recently. But those that we've known who have died and gone on, they're with the Lord. They are asleep, but they're with the Lord. And let me tell you something, folks. That those who have died, they're with the Lord Jesus. And when He comes, the coming of Christ will be with great power and glory, and they'll come with Him. The righteous will rise first in the morning of the resurrection. And before the living saints are changed, they're going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. They will both be taken up together to meet the Lord. Oh, it's going to be a great time. And be forever with the Lord, never to part again. Oh, what a time we have in front of us. Sometimes you say life is kind of dull and so on, but I tell you something, folks, we have a bright future in front of us. It's a wonderful future we have. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 now. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9 through 11. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also ye do. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together with the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead. That's comfort. Someone is bad. Folks, there's comfort in that. They're not gone forever. Right. Second coming of the Lord Jesus. He's coming again. Yep. He's coming again. He's coming again. Oh, just remember that. He's coming again. The thoughts of being forever with Him and with one another. Oh, what great comfort that is. Being with our brothers and sisters in Christ, but most of all, being with the Lord. We're going to be together again. <clears throat> I remember... As a pastor, being the youngest preacher in the fellowship of churches, all of the other preachers were older than me. My father was a pastor, he's gone. My father in law was a pastor. He's gone. Pastors up at Jordan Baptist Church, <coughs> they're gone. Pastors down at Grace Baptist Church in Melbourne, they're gone. I've got new pastors now, but those older men are gone. Well, Grange Baptist Church over at Mims, gone. Tabernacle Baptist Church where Brother Freeman and Brother Herb Wilson they're all gone. Most all the preachers I've ever known all gone. There was a time I was the youngest preacher in the fellowship. All of the men were older than me. Wait, guess who the old man is now? I'm the old man, I reckon. I guess all the preachers are younger than me now. But I tell you what, be comforted in this. I'm going to be with those men again. I'm going to be with those men again. You do the same thing. Yep. People that you knew that were saved, 
But they've died. They've gone on. We're going to be together again. The Lord is coming. And when He comes, He's bringing them with Him. Oh, thank the Lord for that. Wherefore, comfort one another. And then, I'm going to close this by saying, pray one for another. Confess your faults. This is James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We need each other's prayers. Folks, I tell you this by the grace of God, I pray for you. I'm speaking of church members. I have a list of the church members that I pray with every day. Every church member in this house, I pray for you, every one of you, every day. And I encourage you to pray. If you do the same thing, don't forget to pray for me. Pray for me. We pray for each other. Pray for every member. Our our sick members especially, we need to be remembering them in prayer. So, be hospitable one with another. Have compassion one to another. Be like-minded toward each other. Submit one to another. Receive one another. Admonish and exhort one another. Serve one another. Bear with one another's burdens. Bear with each other. Minister gifts one to another. Comfort one another and pray one for another. What is a Christian? A Christian is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if I think I know my congregation at all, I believe every one of you are probably professors of faith in the Lord Jesus. But if you're not yet, oh, may God help you to come to trust Christ as your Savior. Serve Him, be faithful to Him the rest of your life. Let's all stand together and we'll be dismissed. Brother Jason, would you lead us in our closing prayer, son? Dear Heavenly Father, thanks again for this beautiful day. Thank you for the services we heard here this morning. Pray that you continue to bless all of us, bring us back to the next point in time. I pray for those that have a long distance to drive home, give them travel mercies, bless them throughout the week. Pray for Darrell Crosby, Beverly Wood, Mars Lane. Mary Bouts, I uh, pray that you heal them up, give them guidance, and, the, and pray for uh, Ray Ann and Brian as they're uh, enjoying uh, their new life together. Pray that you bless their home, bless each one that's traveling on the 4th of July holiday, that you can. Uh, Bless them and keep them safe. 
thank you for loving me so much that you died on the cross for all my sins. And all God's children said, Amen. 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 Amen